This episode of The Citadel Cafe is brought to you by listeners like you. Visit patreon.com slash the Citadel Cafe to find out how you can become a patron and help make this show possible. This is the Citadel Cafe, episode number 458 for Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. My name is Joel Duggan, and the Citadel Cafe is where my friends and I hang out all year round and talk about geeky stuff that we are into. And each year near the holidays, I organize as many of my friends throughout the year as I can to come in and hang out on the holiday roundtable. Joining me this year, we've got Lou Page is back from Zombies Ate My Podcast. We're going to cross our fingers that Ryan Murphy might be coming by a little bit later from Zombies Ate My Podcast, The Gamers Inn, and Dungeons and Diapers. Stephen ESC is here on social media, Stephen ESC on Twitch. Alistair McFly is also here, Alistair McFly on social media and on Twitch, as you might have guessed. So Lou, I want to start with you. Hello. Welcome back. Holy smokes. It's been a while. It's been like six to eight months, I think. Something like that. Yeah. It, uh, I would say it has to, it March or April was when I had to bow out. Yeah. Life just got busy, eh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when your boss breaks his collarbone. They change three systems on you that you have to use. So you have to relearn how to do all kinds of things. And all of a sudden, magically, the company decides, oh, that job you do, we can bury you with work. So... It happens, and it happens uh, to Stephen as well. You and I were just chatting on the treadmill <laughs> this morning about how much work you have to do before you're able to go on Christmas vacation. So are, are you nearing the end? Is the, is the light at the end of the tunnel? Well, I have until the end of this week, regardless of whether I finish or not. I'm not taking two weeks <laughs> off. So it's like, so there is a light at the end of the tunnel, whether I'm bringing the baggage with me or not. I have no idea. So. <laughs> it's a future Stephen problem after the 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's January 9th Stephen's problem. Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. There you yeah. go. Uh, and of course, Alistair is here uh, coming in hot out of the Christmas madness. Uh, welcome in, my friend. Hello. Hello. Always good to be back. I was out in the madness today as well. I uh, I don't like to perpetuate the stereotype of dudes leaving everything to the last minute at Christmas. I have just been very busy and none of the things that, I shouldn't say none, a couple of the things that I was getting family members were things that I bought online a while ago, like kind of Black Friday sale zones. But yeah. I had other things to to go do and a lot of the stuff required a vehicle. So I had to borrow my dad's car and I only had just these finite couple of days, like day and a half, really, to get everything done. And then, as often happens in this time of year, all my plans from last week got either canceled or rescheduled. And they got rescheduled mm -hmm. to this week. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I've had to juggle all that while I've been getting ready for Christmas. And and Christmas is the year, this year is up in the air. I won't get into any details. But the family is getting together on Boxing Day as a whole. And then there's other little satellite groups happening like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, that kind of thing. And I and I still don't know exactly who is going to be where. And it, my mission tomorrow is to call everyone and nail their toes to the carpet and be just like, look, I just need to know where you're going to be. <laughs> so I can either be there or know that I will see you later that day or the next day or whatever. Um, but it's, uh, it's definitely um, 
something that I've seen on social media, and I'm going to ask you folks whether you, you think this is the case, but I really feel like this year has been more hectic than any year in the last little while. I mean, pandemic aside, I mean, I know that Christmases were really quiet during the pandemic um, for obvious reasons, but um, even pre-pandemic, this has just felt like a bit of a blitz to me. Mm -hmm. um, Stephen, have you found that, that Christmas has been like, I don't want to say stressful because there's other things happening in people's lives that are way more stressful than just Christmas. But, but I feel like this year has been, I just feel like I'm running around with like a chicken with my head cut off. You? Uh, I have to agree with you. I think for me, it's like, as you mentioned, or as we talked about, work's just been busy. So it's just, unfortunately, Christmas, I'm looking forward to it, but it almost feels like this one other thing on my to-do list that I need to get done. That is, you know, it has a, a it has a due date, you know, it's a project with a due date kind of thing. And I, I hate to think of it that way, but just with work being so busy and just life and stuff, it's just, I, I'll feel differently end of day Friday, because then I, I have two weeks off, but I, I fully agree. It's, it's been a, a whirlwind of a December, I feel like. And I often try to get myself a good 10 days over Christmas because I mean, I being my own boss, had everything run the way that I wanted it to, I would have been done Monday at five o'clock, like December yeah. 19th. I would have been just like, see ya, peace out. And would have had the, the rest of the week to, to do other things. But now I've got, you know, I mean, this, which is always fun, but I still have to edit and post this tomorrow. I've got a, a secondary podcast that's, that um, Johnny and I recorded and um, that'll have to be scheduled to go up on Boxing Day. So I've still got those kind of things left to do. So like you, I think I'm going to be right up to the end of the day, probably, probably tomorrow, but it could also be into Friday before I kind of like kick my feet up and go, okay, officially on Christmas vacation until just after, just after New Year's. Uh, and do you, you think it'll bleed into the Friday? Mm, I, yeah, it's hard to say. It, so mm. Friday won't be work, but I still have things like making the Christmas pudding and wrapping Christmas presents right. and stuff like that. And things on the to-do list still. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Christmas There's Eve is Saturday. List. Yeah. Christmas Eve yeah. is Saturday. And I want to have that kind of stuff done in case I am going to see people. If people are going to drop by, like I just, I need to have those gifts wrapped and ready rather than just like, Oh good. They're going to be here 15 minutes. And I always feel silly wrapping something like minutes before someone opens it. <laughs> it feels, it yeah. feels really dumb. <laughs> It's like looking at the envelope of a card on the way to a party. It's like, oh, yeah. it's still wet. <laughs> we've lucked out because we've we've learned over time now that Violet's almost three that Christmas time, we get all of her presents. We were done with her. We got one last big gift because it was went on sale at Walmart like just after Thanksgiving here. So like the end of November, that was the last gift we bought. But before that, we'd been done shopping with her for her back in like August or September. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Wow. I have a big basement. So every time we buy something for her, it would go down here in my office and get stacked in the corner where she doesn't come <laughs> down in the basement, but we know that she wouldn't see it even if she did. And so I we've been just stacking stuff here. It's just a matter of finding the time to wrap it Friday night. <laughs> nice. So... She's not going to be able to listen to this podcast for many years because otherwise mm -hmm. the secret will be out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. We, we, we also, we've also agreed that when she does get bigger and she can come down here, my best friend lives across town and we're going to just start <laughs> storing her gifts at his house. And I've already told him that. He's like, that's fine. I have a big empty basement. You can just go stack them in the basement. Nice. That's amazing. When, uh, when we were kids, it was the neighbors because the neighbor's kids had grown and left. And so the neighbors often had like a spare room or some extra room in the basement. 
And so when Andrea and I were old enough to be like entertaining ourselves, you know, you're 10, you're eight, you're wandering the house doing kind of whatever you want within reason, having things, you know, hidden in the house, you just, we'd end up finding them. You like, you play hide and seek in October and you find a Christmas gift and then you get upset because like, well, you spoiled the surprise. Um, so my parents used to stick them at the neighbor's house. I, I, I don't know if this is because uh, this carried over because I don't care about spoilers on anything. Tell me everything about the plot. I don't care. It's okay. But when I was a kid, my I knew where my mother used to hide the Christmas presents. So I would literally go in there, open them up. It, it, especially if they were video games, I would open up the box, take out the cartridge, go downstairs, play them, beat them, and then put them back in the box. <laughs> no. And then keep, I have to open them up at Christmas time. I and my so mother would be like, why is there a save file on this game already? And I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so the opposite of that. I just, I am a fan of the surprise on the day. So it's, hats off to you. You love doing it, but that was just so, so against the grain of what I used to do. My my mother eventually gave up too because then she kept trying to find new hiding places and then I would just literally pick up a box and be like, it has this in it. She'd be like, no, it doesn't. She got to the point where she would rewrap things in bigger boxes or take them out of the box <laughs> and put them in smaller boxes and I would pick them up and shake them and I'd be like, you know, you got a package in a box that was this size last week and I know that it's not my thing. I know it's the thing that you bought. So I know you took the thing that you bought me, put it in this box and that's what you did. And so this has this in it. And she would be like, why do I even bother? I hate you. <laughs> just, slow, just slowly takes out the tranquilizer dart at that point. <laughs> just... My mother used to refer to it as I was the worst child ever. I'm <laughs> I'm like Steven. I don't like the surprise of being spoiled even now. Like it was just a few years ago. I, I My parents gave me a, a new like set of pots and pans because uh, the ones that I was using were, were old. And I think one of the handles had fallen off. So they ended up getting me a, a new set. And I was helping my mother get something out of the car i'm not sure what it was mm -hmm. but she needed my hands with it and i went down and just like there's this pot pot set like in the trunk i'm just like could you have maybe said something <laughs> and mom's like <laughs> you're old enough to not care it's like no i'm old enough to still care and i don't want to sound greedy but as mm -hmm. as you get older you get less and less for christmas usually it's more of a couple of nice thoughtful gifts it's usually a small family exchange you're not buying for a ton mm -hmm. of people your parents are not showering you with with kids like with gifts like you were when you were a kid. And so when you only have like four or five things to unwrap at Christmas, I like not knowing. <laughs> like I yeah. like mm -hmm. I like the surprise. I mean, I'm I had the experience, as many of you can probably um attest to this year, where my parents were bugging me like October first, need a Christmas list. I need to know what ideas that you want for Christmas. Like we don't live with you, so we need to know what you're into. And it's like I I haven't thought about Christmas. Halloween isn't for a month. So yeah. You know, you try to help them out, but, and then the tables turn and you're like, Hey, you've been bugging me for like a month. Here's your Christmas list. And it's now Remembrance Day. I feel like it's okay to send you this. Where's yours? I don't live with you either. What are you drinking right now? Like, I, you know, like, I don't know anything. And typically like we've decided that, you know, we don't really want for anything this year. So, and my dad even oh, yeah, said yeah. in brackets, like, I know that's no help. No, it's not. Make something up. <laughs> like just <laughs> throw me a bone, anything. My dad is the worst. My dad is the guy all my, my all my life. Christmas Eve, he's out Christmas shopping because he didn't get anything for anybody. So he did it, does it all last minute, wraps it all Christmas Eve night, and then everybody gets their things Christmas morning, and he's all stressed out. And he does that to this day. So even if I give him a list, 
you wouldn't get anything on it because it would all be gone. So he doesn't get me anything anymore. Now he just gets Violet stuff, and I can give him a list, and then he strays off the list and still gets all kinds of weird random stuff for Violet. And Violet loves all of it. Like, he does good, but it's like, eh. and And as for getting him stuff, I don't want anything. I know my dad well enough that he gets packages, and he goes, how did you know I need one of these? And I'm like, well, six months ago, you mentioned that you were looking for something. And I know you, you put it off and you didn't buy it. So I bought it for you. And he's like, oh. <laughs> like, I listen. My parents don't tend to listen to this podcast. So like there, there have been a couple of bottles of wines purchased for, for gifts. Uh, mm -hmm. And the nice thing there is that my parents don't really go and buy themselves really nice bottles of wine. They tend to just drink yep. whatever they buy, whatever they buy in a box. Not that there can't be decent wine in a box, but it's not necessarily going to be the kind of thing that you would associate with a nice gift. And so at least in that realm, I know that I'm not buying something they have already had, like they already have, or, you know, the hard part now is my sister and I have to coordinate and make sure that if this is what, because they've been no help, <laughs> And we're like, all right, booze it is. Um, because, well, they, we know they like wine and, they, you know, they like their steak dinners and yep. things like that. And so Andrea and I have to coordinate. And I was standing in line after speaking with somebody at the, the liquor store today. And I had a good choice. It even came in a box because I lucked out in the, I think the rep had been there just before I got there. So I had, you know, a nice gift bottle of wine in a box. And uh, I'm standing there going like, crap, there's three people between me and the checkout. So I texted my sister and took a picture. I was like, is this the one that you got her? Because <laughs> if this is, I have to turn around right now. And Andrea was like, nope, I got her something else. I was like, perfect. Because <laughs> it just kind of dawned on me that Andrea, and I, Andrea was asking me like what wine they were drinking right now. And I thought, maybe we both have the same idea. I should probably check with her. <laughs> you know, My parents are going to be going home with half the liquor store. But like, hey, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Before we move on, uh, I know, Alistair, you can't get into the work details, but are, are you ready for Christmas? Like, or are you scrambling like the rest of us for the next couple of days? Oh, no. All my, all my Christmas shopping has been done. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I managed to somehow get a lot of that. Uh, I, especially as the majority of stuff was like for my parents uh, over in the UK. And I somehow managed to still just get in under the radar for Amazon shipping. And mm -hmm. that's even with the Royal Mail having massive uh, delivery issues right now. There's a lot of stuff which is getting delayed. I've got friends who've, you know, are still waiting on stuff that should have arrived two weeks ago. So how all my stuff has arrived on time, I don't know, but I'm I'm glad that it has. And fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. The things, so things you, are all falling into a place. Yeah, yeah. You got confirmation that everything arrived. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, from my parents as well. Awesome. They, they, they were like, we've got a gift. We haven't looked at it yet, but uh, it has arrived. Like, fantastic. That's great. So I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't sure I was going to get it all in the, on time. All my dad's stuff for Violet is, is coming. It came today, and there's one more package coming tomorrow. And he's like, I'm sorry I didn't wrap it. And I'm like, don't worry, Dad. We, we're going to rewrap everything and tell her who it was from. Don't worry about it. Nice. <laughs> Even if you wrapped it, we're going to rewrap it. Oh no, it's all come from he orders everything from Amazon. So it all comes not wrapped. So oh, gotcha. he gets here and he's like, he's like, what do you do? Just to have her open a box? I'm like, no, we wrap all your gifts. And he's like, really? Yeah, Amazon's kind of required for me right now because uh there there is one friend that I have actually mailed actual gifts to, but the shipping is about twice the price of the value of the gift. Yep. So I I you know, Amazon is the only thing that even makes it. Uh, really possible to even ship something over, really. Hmm. The shipping costs are just insane if I have to ship them from Canada to there. 
We were talking on the extended version of the, the spawn chunks this past week about Ganong chicken bones. Cause I said, I got my dad chicken bones for Christmas and then realized I was speaking to mostly a UK and US audience. And like, I could hear the eyebrows go, Whoa, <laughs> what did you get your father for Christmas? Yeah. That might, mine's doing just that. Yeah. I had to explain yep. that it was a candy <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, Johnny looked Happy. it up online. Uh, yeah, it's Ganong chicken bones, Alistair, look it up. Um, and actually there's a link in this Munchunks discord if you want to go find it. Um, okay, cool. so, uh, Johnny was, was perked up because he likes that kind of candy. It's almost like a ribbon candy, like a hard candy. Uh, and, um, and so I was thinking like, man, if I could find a small pack, like not a big package, but a small package that would fit in an envelope, I could probably mail it to him and it would still by weight, it would still cost a bit, but it wouldn't be as crazy as the prices for Ganon cooked chicken bones in the UK. What I paid, uh, I want to say it was six bucks for on sale here uh, mm -hmm. in Canada for a gift for my dad as like a stocking stuffer was something like 15 or 18 pounds in the UK, Jesus. which is like $30 Canadian. I was like, good Lord, man, don't buy them. If you see them in the UK, don't buy them. I will send you some. It will probably still be cheaper <laughs> than, yeah. than that. So I, I haven't seen any small bags, though. I've only seen the the larger ones. Um, and those will, will go quickly though. So I'll keep my eye out on boxing day. Sometimes you'll, you'll be able to see stuff like that go on sale with like, because it clears out because it only comes out once a year. They don't, they don't like send it back. They just have to sell it until it's all gone. Um, I might buy myself some if it goes on sale. It's been a long time since I've had, had Ganong chicken bones. They were always around the house, of course, growing up because it was something that dad had in, uh, in his stocking every year. Before we get into uh, the entertainment and what we've been uh, either taking part in or looking forward to be taking part in over the holidays, I want to give a shout out to Brockett at the Cat Volver on social media. He was unable to make it. He had some other family stuff happening. Uh, two kids under five and Christmas around the corner and lots and lots going on. So uh, thanks for all the help this year, Brockett. And thanks to Johnny Pixel Riffs, my co-host on the Spawn Chunks podcast, who also came by the Citadel Cafe to help us out with his vast knowledge of the Tolkien verse when we were talking about rings of power. It's always a treat to have Johnny on the show because we um, spend so much time talking about Minecraft on the spawn chunks that we don't really get much time to talk about other things that we're into. And uh, unfortunately it is very late in the UK when we uh, found the time to record this episode. So Johnny wasn't able to make it and he's getting ready to travel over the holidays and needed to prep for that. James, the civilian, usually a, uh, a member of the round table also had a holiday Christmas party that kind of conflicted with our schedules. So he simply can't be found anywhere. <laughs> if not today, nowhere, anywhere. Exactly. So we tried and looked at scheduling a, a viewing of Wakanda forever, but it just didn't happen uh, yeah. before the show. Uh, last year's round table, we were all either caught up or very heavy into Hawkeye, which was a Christmas themed Marvel uh, mm. series on Disney plus. And I had completely forgot that this came out. So I'm going to throw this out there as like the first topic, if you guys are on board. And that is yeah. the guardians of the galaxy holiday special, which I, I mm -hmm. forgot came out around Thanksgiving in the U S and, um, cause I don't think Christmas until December. And, uh, it wasn't until the other day when I sat down and go, Oh, I should check Disney to see whether Disney is, is showing like some of their Christmas specials. Cause I like to watch the Muppet Christmas Carol. I liked, I, it's not on the Disney plus offerings, but you can find a YouTube version of Fozzie's family Christmas, like the Muppet family Christmas, where they go to Fozzie's grandmother's house. 
Uh, so you can find oh, nice. that online too. Um, and it looks to be pretty good quality. Uh, it's hard to say. Sometimes the commercials might be intact. Sometimes they might not be. And sometimes there's a couple of songs that are missing because at some point ABC lost the rights to the songs. And so they had to cut them out of the special. But at any rate, uh, they, um, you can find it on, on YouTube. And I mean, it's an old, if you ever owned it, it was a VHS. So you're not going to find it in like 4k <laughs> anywhere unless someone's rescanned it. And even then I'm surprised they don't have like a takedown. Um, however, I did watch the guardians of the galaxy holiday special and mm -hmm. I watched it. It was funny. It, it was, it was goofy in the same way that guardians is goofy, but it worked because it was kind of a, a kind of a goofy idea anyway, with the guardians celebrating Christmas and trying to mm -hmm. give a gift to, to Quill. Uh, Quinn is it Quill? Quill. It's Peter Quill. Quill. Yeah. Yeah. To, to Peter Quill. And it mostly it centered around Drax and Mantis for, for the mo for the majority of the adventure and Kevin Bacon, uh, which I thought was quite funny because he just plays himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's officially the MCU. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, well, cause he, well, he, I guess it wasn't the MCU cause he was an X-Men. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I enjoyed it. And I, I know, Lou, you said you've watched it. I think, Alistair, yep. you said you've seen it as well? Yeah, I've seen it too. Yep. And, and Steven, you're up to snuff so we can talk about Indeed. spoilers. And I, not that it really is much of a spoiler. It's a 44-minute Christmas special. Um, but the one thing that I really found odd was I've seen the trailer for Guardians 3. And the ship in Guardians 3 is the one that they used in this special because this special was filmed at the same time that they filmed Guardians 3. But... Yep. I'm confused as to when this is supposed to all be taking place. I went and I looked up uh, an approximate timeline on like one of the first, you know, just blog posts that I found. And I thought that this was like, I was all caught up on Marvel. There was one werewolf at night thing that I haven't watched. And then there's the, the, the Christmas special. And so the last thing before this was Dr. Strange. No, uh, Thor, it's, it's Love and Thunder. Yeah. Thor, Love and Thunder. Sorry. Yeah, it's supposed to be between that and Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, James Gunn uh, actually confirmed it on Twitter back in like April of 2021. Okay. Uh, that it would take place somewhere between those two films. So is it me or is the whole Mantis being Quill's half-sister completely forced into this one 44-minute? No, it's mentioned oh. at some point in two. Is it really? Okay. It's like, it, it, it is. Because um, she's helping Ego, I think, or something like that. And that's how they were, they're there. And it's hinted that she might be one of the other children. So that if uh, Peter doesn't work out, she's going to be the replacement. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, that's, I forgot about Ego, that. Yeah, Ego's her father. Well, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, they said that very clearly, but they said it as if everyone should know it. Like, it wasn't a big revelation for the audience. It's, it, it, it's literally like, it's like, it's like, one line of dialogue or two lines of dialogue yeah. and oh, okay. it, it, like if you're not like there. if you're not like hanging on every word you'll miss it i only know because i've seen the movie like three times so i they're they are the ones that i don't go back and watch like if i'm going on a on a tear through the mcu <laughs> on a rewatch Same. i definitely don't watch the guardians of the galaxy they're they're not terrible but they're not among my favorites uh and uh, i found them very entertaining when i saw them in theater like i didn't mind them um, but, but I definitely don't have them high on the list, like civil war or first Avenger mm. and like those ones I find, um, among others. Yeah. They're the kind of ones that I go to when it's, you can, I kind of want an aside. It's just kind of, you've got the, all the main ones, like you say, like civil war, but then there's just like, you know what? I want to hang out with my old friends. <laughs> and it's, mm. it's one of those kind of things where you just kind of go for that. Cause I, I do love the banter and a lot of the characterization. So I, I'm, I'm quite a big fan of, of those films. Uh, but yeah, it's 
it's probably not the the immediate go-to but i always love to attend to them every now and then i think there are characters in it that i really like like rocket and yeah and i think i think i like quill as a character i don't necessarily (laughs) know the storyline i kind of have a thing where i'm not a big fan of chris pratt but um but i've it's funny because like i've seen some of the other stuff that he's done and i quite like it i didn't feel like he was very into this christmas special like if i just found i had a sister and i was just this you know single sibling my entire life and he's like wow this is the best christmas gift anyone could have given me a sister smile slightly hug i'm like really <laughs> I, would have been a blu- I would have been a blubbering mess if i found out i had a sibling out of nowhere i i thought that was kind of phoned in as well i i also don't feel like he was it was funny the whole plot was to give quill christmas but he wasn't in mm-hmm. it very much no it, it feels like this whole movie was filmed while they were filming the other movie when they had downtime quick let's go grab kevin bacon have like five scenes with him. <laughs> oh quick let's go do this like yeah it, it felt like half the lines were improvised too so you're like oh okay all right but the, I, the, the other thing as well is that mantis and drax uh really kind of secondary they're not really the what you would consider the core of mm. the uh, the guardians so it's actually really nice just to see a little bit more of them and yeah. have them just have their sort of time to to do some stuff. I was just I was just excited that the dog was in it. <laughs> Cosmo. Yes. I All was right. like I was like they're finally introducing Cosmo. This is awesome. So that was the first appearance of Cosmo? Well, Cosmo yeah. was I think in the collectors. Yeah, but he doesn't talk Bel- or anything. Belonging. He's like one line of dialogue. Yeah. Right. And and so that was the other part. I'm glad you mentioned the collector Stephen because the collector they said, well, after we bought Nowhere from the Collector, it's like, when did that happen? Was that in part of two? I don't think that nope. was in the movies. No, I think that was just a mention so that you know that the Collector's gone. Mm. And that's, that's why bad. he's not in the next movie. Well, because didn't Thanos kill him? If not kill him, he certainly got rid of him. I don't think they actually confirmed it one way or the other. It was. You're right, though. It was just... Thanos made it look like everything was okay, but that was just an illusion. And so yeah. all of the stuff was wrecked and they, the collector was just not Gone. there. I thought he was on the floor, but maybe, maybe I'm mis- misremembering. Because again, <laughs> like I, and, well, that wasn't, that was like Infinity War, I think was when that happened, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Thanos is collecting the stones. Right. Um, but th- that's funny because like, I don't often get all the way to Infinity War when I go to rewatch some of the movies. Like I don't always get to the end. Uh, or if mm-hmm. I do get partway there, then I think, oh, what other ones? Because I get on a Spider-Man tangent or I start watching some older Iron Man or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, like uh, overall, I th- I think that the premise was fun, you know, kidnapping Kevin Bacon uh, as Mantis and, and Drax do. And it, the, the only thing about it was that Mantis and Drax kind of have one shtick. And so that goes on for like 20 minutes of Drax not getting it and mantis wanting something but not telling anybody (laughs) what she wants but then also completely misunderstanding what it is that she's supposed to be doing as well and so it's funny like in a in a few punchy moments it's funny i really enjoyed the part where they got i think it was a gay bar but they they got into a a really flamboyant club uh, and there's lots of drinks and lots of just personalities and everything uh, happening in there. And they're completely oblivious to all of it. They're just there to just like, oh, this is, 
we're, we were looking for Kevin Bacon, but this seems like a good idea. We've got all this money. <laughs> like it just, it was, compl- it was completely like the attention, you know, of a, of a six-year-old kind of walking down the street going, Ooh, shiny. Well, let's go in here for a good seven minute dance montage. <laughs> you know, Cause that's about the extent of those characters perception. Yeah, well, that's the thing. But not before we have a chance to beat up the GoBots, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the GoBots. <laughs> they killed my sister or something like that. Yeah. It was, uh, I thought it was interesting that the GoBots were real <laughs> like, and yeah. apparently yeah. not nice. Uh, they, um, I, I liked the, the overall like part where they did get back to nowhere and had all the Christmas lights set up. That combined with the music, like th- that was a pretty, classic tv holiday special feeling you know what i mean like i think they nailed that kind of like 80s holiday special like insert your favorite sitcom here you know and they have like those magical moments on on set and i thought that it was it was pretty cool especially because you get to experience it through a bunch of aliens that have no idea what christmas is and are just kind of like winging it based on what they know yeah and the lights were really well done too i thought it was uh you know all goofy all goofiness aside in the movie it was pretty uh pretty spectacular light up it was good yeah, I also loved how they brought in Yondu as well, and just oh, yeah. those flashbacks, and and that that was that was kind of nice. Oh yeah, and and how we actually got his uh, I'm not sure what they're called, but the phasers, the hand, the hand, yeah, oh, yeah. His, those his were the guns, gift. Yeah. That, that was pretty. That was a nice, sweet, touching moment. That was good. Yeah, I I'm wondering. I can only assume that the animation style was meant to be an homage to the herky jerky animation of the 80s on low budget christmas it was meant to be an homage to uh the star wars uh special from okay yeah because i was just gonna like because it's bad like there's even parts where (laughs) like people turn their heads and eyes and nose slide over the like all over the place like characters don't look like themselves when they look from left to right like it's it's really awful And my brain is just like, okay, there's no way anyone at Disney missed this. Like, this is obviously done on purpose. Joel's having an aneurysm. Oh, it's hard, man. It's hard. It was done on purpose because I think that that's the way the original Star Wars Christmas special is done. The animated one? Where there's a whole segment with Boba Fett, and it's one of the worst animated things you'll ever see. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen that at some point. I've probably blocked it out as an adult, but I'm I'm sure I've seen it. It's always on YouTube somewhere, usually. So this marks the end. They've confirmed that this is the end of phase four of the MCU. Yeah. Okay. And so I, is it Wakanda forever is the first part of phase five? I think they said that this summer. Is is that what it is or was Wakanda the last one? I thought Wakanda was the last one. But yeah, I think Wakanda yeah. is the last one. I think yeah. the next movie is the first one. Okay, I'll have to go. Because the blog post that I read said that the MCU ended in phase four with the holiday special but oh i'm just i'll go maybe i'm wrong quick well i i the holiday special i i'm pretty sure came out afterwards anyway yeah oh i thought wakanda forever was because because i saw wakanda forever at the cinema before i saw the holiday special and i saw the holiday special when that came out so i do think it is that correct order there yeah the blog post must have missed it but you're right we've got ant-man and the wasp quantum mania kicks off five yeah i remember him saying that now that i've said that out loud so yeah, weird, weirdly, um, Wakanda was not in this blog post that I, I read. It wasn't anything official. It was just like some fan blog, but they listed everything like TV shows and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, Ant-Man, Guardians, Volume 3, The Marvels, Captain America, New World Order. Those are the first, those are strong. That's a, 
strong yeah, it's four. It's gonna be a good year. Opening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Captain America comes out twenty twenty four. So right. Uh, but still, that's a great way to open twenty twenty four as well. Yes. Yeah. A lot on Disney Plus as well, though. I'm really looking forward to. Uh, no surprise, Ironheart. I've mentioned it a handful of times on the, on the podcast, but I think that's gonna be. I, I'm really hopeful because the the comics. I didn't get deep into them, but they seem like a really cool addition to the MCU. So. Yeah, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff coming that way, and I think Disney Plus is going to do a lot of stuff. I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but theaters here are doing okay, but they're not doing great. <laughs> I haven't been keeping track, but I certainly haven't been going. The one film that I saw in theaters since the pandemic started was Top Gun Maverick. Right. And I have reason, like, I would like to go see Wakanda in film or in theater. Uh, yeah, I, I would like to see any future Marvel films, unless there's some crazy outbreak here, then, then I'm sure I would be going to see, well, okay, maybe not Ant-Man because I'm not a big fan, but I'll probably go see Guardians in, in the theaters. It's, they're usually a spectacle at the very least. Mm. Um, and, and then, of course, the Marvels, for sure. Uh, anything else that they've got, you know, that, that's coming out that, that's in the nerdy kind of realm. I yeah. want to I I stop... Uh, I don't want to say sitting on my hands, but like when you're in a big movie theater, now we have the advantage here in Halifax Dartmouth of it not being so heavy populated that when you go on a Tuesday, it's not like you're shoulder to shoulder with a room full of people. Like there's going to be you and 10 other people in a movie theater. Like you can find comfortable space. Um, and I don't often snack at the movies. So like me wearing a mask during the movies, if that's something that I had to do, then I wouldn't really care. Um, I might have to move it so it doesn't fog up my glasses, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be too worried about that. Um, but, uh, I do miss, I do miss going to the, to the movies cause I was watching the end of, uh, of Andor and I won't spoil anything if people haven't caught up. Um, but there are some cinematic moments in the series Andor, and even though I have a big TV, it really made me feel like, Oh, right. We don't have any new star Wars movies coming out for a very long time. Mm, and I yeah. do, I do miss the Christmas star Wars. Like it's been several years now since, Rise of Skywalker came out, but I, I think that was the last time that I had that big kind of cinematic Christmas experience was, was the, when Star Wars was last in, yeah. in theaters. That's the one thing I missed the most entertainment wise, uh, uh, through the pandemic, because my, my family and I had gotten into the habit of going, not the habit, but the routine of going once a month or once every two months, just because of the Marvel's co movies coming out. Then there was Spider-Man into the, um, I forget what it's called, the animated Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Verse? You know the Spider-Verse? Yeah, so good. And then there was the How to Train Your Dragon movies that were at the same time. And then the Lego movies that were out in and around there as well, like a couple of years before that. So uh yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this year. I, I I can almost kind of point to um every month and there's something that I want to to see. So I'm 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 kind of half tempted to get that Cineplex <laughs> monthly pass deal to get the cheaper tickets. Yeah, I've got that. It's actually really good. Nice. It, yeah. If if I didn't have a two and a half year old, I'd probably go to the theater more. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer, Stephen, for Across the Spider Verse, the sequel? I have. Yes. It's we we actually just watched it yesterday, just because we we like to watch trailers for upcoming things together. As a, when when it's something that we know that we'll all like, we kind of hold off watching it until we can all sit down and watch it as a family, and that we 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 put that in. Was it yesterday or the day before? Either way, recently, and it just it looks just as delicious as the first one. It looks so good. There's actually I'm looking it up right now. There's a romantic comedy on Netflix uh, that looks like it's done in the same style as Into the Spider Verse. Oh, that's um, 
intergalactic i think it's intergalactic, intergalactic yeah it, it sounded yeah. like it was going to be a sci-fi type of thing which is it's not at all but it actually i, I thought it was quite good very cool looking and, oh, you and, watched it? and cool. it reminded me very much of the same not not it doesn't have kind of the half tone layering and the you know the cool animated glitching from spider-man but okay. the, the drawing style looks almost identical it's so good yeah very similar production design I mean, that's really all I've had time to catch up on. I, I've bookmarked a few things. I, I usually try to watch um, Prep and Landing, which is like a, a Disney animated elf cartoon. They're just like half an hour or a 45 minute TV specials that are fun. And of course, the Muppets are kind of my go-to over Christmas. Um, Stephen, do you have anything that, you, that you're looking forward to watching over the holidays? Well, we've been trying to catch up on holiday stuff as much as possible. We, we usually watch White Christmas once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the new Christmas Carol coming out or that's come out, I believe. And the one on Netflix. We, yeah. We, we want to watch it. The boys saw it and they saw the, the kind of the trailer for it and said, Oh, that looks cool that we should go watch the classic one first because they, they would kind of like to, to go see the black and white one and kind of get the original experience and then go see the new one and kind of compare the two of them. So have they not seen the original? No. And I've, I think I've only seen it once ages and ages ago. So it'll be nice to do that. And we saw Scrooged, which is, <laughs> man, it's funny how I say funny, but I'm going to put that up in quotation marks. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that I embarrassingly just didn't give many uh, two thoughts about just don't hold up in terms of appropriateness. And it's just like, man, Bill Murray yeah, movies movie are just is... not okay. Like <laughs> the women are just not treated right. And it just makes me feel all kinds of not good about myself. But it's uh, it's one we've been wanting to watch for a couple of years now. But it only seems to be available for rent around Christmas time, and no no streaming service seems to have it. So we just we just finally decided to bite the bullet and rent it this year. Yeah, I I went down that rabbit hole too with a couple of movies that we wanted to show Violet. But you know, we've tried to ever watch Christmas stuff in the past, and she just didn't get it because she wasn't old enough to understand. And this is the first year where she kind of gets stuff, mm. and we were like, let's show her Rudolph. Rudolph isn't streaming anywhere. Let's show her the Grinch that stole Christmas. Oh, the only thing we can watch is the Jim Carrey movie. No, that's not what I want to show her first. She has to see the other one first. Yeah. And so I had to go out and buy them. Yeah, it's actually probably cheaper to go buy the DVD at Walmart or something oh, like that than rent bargain bin for two dollars, right? Yeah. Like it's you can probably buy a DVD with a bunch of them all together on it, right? I ended up buying them on Vudu. I don't know if it's a service you guys have access to. Oh, um, good. That one before. No, the, no. The, it's owned by Fandango. Oh, okay. Like cinema tickets and stuff like that. Yep, yep. And they used to be, and they used to be owned by Walmart. So hmm. Walmart sold it to Fandango, and it's pretty much if I'm looking for something and I can't, and it, and I'm gonna buy it, I go there, and almost everything is part of that movies anywhere. So if I buy it on Vudu, I get it on my Amazon account, and I get it on, um. Amazon, my Google, Apple, like like everything seems to be linked through them. So cool. nine times out of ten, if I buy a movie, it ends up everywhere. So I just ended up buying them for like five bucks a piece. And uh, Violet got to sit through Rudolph. And then I sat through Rudolph again. And then I sat through Rudolph again. <laughs> <laughs> and by the 17th time, you regretted it. <laughs> I should know the animation company behind this and I'm blanking on it. I, can't, I keep on saying Rankin Bass, but that's uh, Rankin Bass did. Um, Rankin Bass did uh, the original Rudolph, I think. 
Okay, so the one with I'm talking about the one with Burl Ives and yeah, the singing snowman and stuff. So okay, so it is ranked yeah. best. Uh, who am I getting? And I believe with? they also did. I also believe they were involved in the original Grinch that stole Christmas. The Grinch that stole Christmas original was a was a Chuck Jones production. Is that what? Yeah. I knew Chuck Jones did it, but I thought he was working for Rankin Bass. Oh, uh, so that I that I don't remember. Um, I have that on DVD somewhere. Uh, and well, th- that's the weird thing. I've watched The Grinch of Souls Christmas a million times. It was my mother's favorite Christmas thing. We watched it every year up until I was in my thirties. Um, and when I bought this, it was supposed to be the collector's edition with extra content. I was like, extra content. All right. And so we watched the movie and then all of a sudden they proceeded to start the next movie. And it was like the return of the Grinch that stole Christmas. It's like, what is this crap? And it's the animation quality is like not even close to it's like watching an episode of Yogi Bear from the 60s. And I'm like, ooh, this isn't good. And then afterwards, (laughs) it's the it's the Grinch versus the cat in the hat or something goofy like that and i sat through these with violet and she literally at one point both movies looked at me daddy i don't like this can we watch rudolph (laughs) (laughs) there is a it looks like it might be a blue sky production i don't like the jim carrey version of the grinch but i think i've seen have you seen the Benedict Cumberbatch one? Oh no, because I would have remembered That's him being That's actually pretty good. I think I've seen the trailer for it and it just looked really cool. That was the one I haven't seen. It's pretty decent. That was, um, yeah, it actually felt like it was a pretty heartwarming story. And and you know, he's just he's not he's not straight up cold and mean. There's just I, I won't give it away if you haven't seen it because it, it is kind of a nice. It's nice to experience the surprise of a, like a slightly different take on it and it mm-hmm. was, we enjoyed that one so i forgot we were, we were looking to watch that one again this year too oh it's illumination that's who it is that, that doesn't yeah. i want to say it was blue sky but blue sky has gone into business no yeah illumination because they they're the despicable me people right yeah yeah and aren't they the ones that are doing the new super mario brothers movie too they are oh yeah, yeah. more chris pratt yay dialing yeah. it in <laughs> i won't like that movie looks really good except for him <laughs> I saw this guy on TikTok and he goes, I saw the trailer for the movie and it's, I don't hate Chris Pratt in it. It doesn't seem terrible, but it's like some people call him Mario. Some people call him Mario. I think Chris Pratt's doing a decent Mario, but he's certainly not doing a Mario. And so I'm like, yeah, that pretty much hits the nail on the head right there. Yeah. I, I think they could have got away without an accent. Like, I think it could have just been fine, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I visually it looks great, and and I've I remember, I'm, I'm production companies are smooshing in my brain. But I watched Horton Hears a Who, that was cool. Pretty mm-hmm. sure I watched the what's the one with the little orange guy? I think it was Danny DeVito that did the voice. Oh, uh, the uh, the, Lorax. the Lorax. Yeah, I remember watching that on home video and really liking that. And so <laughs> the songs in that were funny. Yeah, so like there's they've got some moments, and I think for so many things that have been pushed into CG and or live action with CG as Disney has been doing in the last few years. I think that the Dr. Seuss designs really lend themselves well to CG, especially when they're handled by a very cartoony group like Disney, not Pixar, but Disney, when they do a CG film, they seem to be having like hits and misses here and there. The latest one Mm -hmm. about like some wonderful world or whatever it's called is, is not, not getting a lot of great reviews. 
Um, but then you've got Pixar that does something like Inside Out. And the yeah, characters and the designs from Inside Out, along with the story, they remind me of of Dr. Seuss type characters, right? Like they have that kind of that kind of vibe. The yeah. very smooshy, you know, like they have the, the no bones, you know, like they <laughs> almost like marsh marsh marshmallowy type beings with with frosting colors. I really I really like the colors in that of the characters in that movie. So Lou, I mean, you've you've gotten into the Red Nose Ranger and the Grinch. Is, are, do you do you and Erica have anything that you look forward to watching? No, <laughs> it's all Violet right now. <laughs> she goes to bed, and right now, right now, we're so brain dead. We're just watching reruns of Doctor Who at this point. So I'm embarrassed to say that I have never seen White Christmas all the way through. And I saw bits of it. We were watching it on TV last year at my sister's place. And I've probably seen like a good chunk of it because it was on TV for a while. But uh, I, I think I might try and and find either a place to stream that or a place to watch that uh, on my own. Uh, I often end up watching It's a Wonderful Life at some point uh, over the holidays. I think a lot of people have that one on their list. It That's one I haven't seen actually. Okay. That's worth it. I, if you want, if you're, if you're going down the road of, of watching the original Christmas Carol in black and white, uh, with the family, then, then check out It's a Wonderful Life because that, I think that's a good, it would be a good palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good, it's a good movie, but if you know all the cliches, you're going to be watching it for like the first 30 or 40 minutes and being like, this is the movie that everybody reruns all the time and talks about. This isn't what I, and then all of a sudden at about like, I think it's like the 45 minute mark or something like that or 50 minute mark. All of a sudden it becomes everything it's known for at that point. And you're like, Oh wow. It's almost like there's two different movies here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that one's old enough that it may have been the one that created a bunch of the cliches. So it would have been, I'm mean, just a guess, but I mean. Oh, well, well, there's, there's the cliche of like, whenever a bell rings, an angel gets its wings and things like that. That's all like the last like 30 minutes of the movie. You're like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. All the, all the big moments that people know from It's a Wonderful Life are from the, the third act. Like the, the, yeah, the, gotcha, the gotcha, setup, gotcha. Uh, I mean, it's a long, I think it's a, is it almost three hours? It's a long haul. It's a long movie. It is a long movie, but we, went, um, we, right. we it was, they run it here in America. They run it on Chris, uh, Thanksgiving day. It's a marathon. Every television network just runs that all day rather than paying for programming because it's free. <laughs> <laughs> and so my mother-in-law put it on and I'm sitting there with Violet in my lap and Violet goes, it's the color. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> It's only two hours and 10 minutes. I think we're all just jaded by the three hour epics that they, that well, they no, tend no, no. to put when out they run it on now. When they run it on real TV, it's three hours. Oh, yes. Oh, I guess, yeah, with the commercial breaks, it would be a long, a long film. And, and honestly, two hours back then uh, in 1946 <laughs> when it was made. Uh, yeah, that, that's a long, that's a long haul for, for a film. That would just be expensive, period. Like just the amount of film that you'd have to run to yeah. to make that would would cost a cost a lot beyond the muppets and a couple of classic movies that's really all i've got um alistair do you have anything that's on your short list for christmas uh for christmas specifically i'm probably just going to watch the snowman again uh i might actually give uh the movie you just mentioned a, a watch as well because i i haven't seen that one either okay so uh i i know that the uh you know an angel gets its wing scene has been in another movie that i've seen so i i know of that 
but I've never mm. actually seen the film itself. Uh, but the snowman is always a, a kind of go-to for me. That's kind of what we kind of grew up on in, in the UK. And I know I've mentioned about that in, in previous holiday roundtables that we've had on this show. Refresh my memory. Is it an animated thing? It's animated. Yep. Uh, it's uh, not really any dialogue. It's all uh, just music. It's where uh, we're walking in the air was uh, is like the big song from that one. And it also hmm. has David Bowie opening in a short live action segment at the beginning where he's uh, he plays an older grown-up version of the kid that's in the animation. And so, so is it just called The Snowman? Yeah, just called The Snowman. It's by a story uh, by a guy called Raymond Briggs. And huh. they also had a spin-off that came out later called Father Christmas because this kid who makes a snowman that comes to life, they end up flying to the North Pole where there's all these other snowmen and Father Christmas. And so when they did the spin-off, it's everything from Father Christmas's perspective. And then eventually they meet up at that same party and you see the kid and the snowman. Hmm. Just really, really I, kind of neat. I, I, I know the story. I didn't know there was an animation. Oh, yeah. 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 It came out in 1983. So I've not seen the actual special, but I've seen clips from it or I've, especially in like in references or research when I was in animation school, you end up watching all kinds of stuff. I've definitely seen either snippets from it or maybe I've also seen like spinoff materials. By this point, Alistair, there's probably things like storybooks and posters and oh, yeah. things yeah. like that. Yeah. So I've, I've might, I might've seen it just kind of like in pop culture, but having not actually seen the actual animation, it reminds me of like the Charmaine commercials the animation style like it's very sketchy and smooth and yeah sweet yeah. and and everything everything is kind of slow like it's all kind of like methodic and even yeah. melodic with all the music and stuff like i find that cartoons for us in the 80s over in north america ended up being very punchy so you'd end up with like the the mickey's christmas carol is a fun one if you're looking for a short version yes. of the christmas carol I always like the ghost of Christmas present that can't pronounce pistachios. Uh, always one of my favorite <laughs> moments. And um, there's another one that would usually precede that, which would be, I, I don't remember what it's called. Mickey have a Merry Christmas or something like that, but it's, it's Mickey and Pluto are trying to get ready for Christmas and, and um, Chip and Dale, the, the chipmunks are in the tree. Mickey cut down a Christmas tree. It happened to be Chip and Dale's home. And they, oh, yes. they bring it in and then Pluto is trying to get the squirrels or no, the chipmunks out of the tree. And they're just like, it's, it's a whole cartoony slapstick fight of like, you know, um, I think at one point Dale pretends to be a candle or something. Is that once upon a Christmas with Mickey? Is that what it is? That could be it. I went looking and you have to be careful when you're looking on Disney plus cause they've remade it or they've made updated versions of it since it's there, but you have to go looking for one that looks like it's old. Um, the yep. newer ones, I think the newer one has Minnie in it. The, the original, yeah. it's just Mickey and his dog. Cause I don't think Minnie was even around huh. yeah. when they made it. I've had this Violet went through a phase where she just wanted to watch Mickey and Minnie Mouse. So I've watched everything on Disney plus at this point that <laughs> says Mickey or Minnie and I think we had to sit through back to back once upon a uh, 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 Mickey's once upon a Christmas and then this 
Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. And I was yeah. like, really? And then there's another one. There's like a, there's a Thrice Upon a Christmas. And the Thrice Upon a Christmas was literally made for the Disney Channel. Yes. And they're using that like really bad CG from like the early, mid 2000s. That's like, oh, it's like painful to watch. Yeah. And the and the Twice Upon a Christmas was like done in the 80s when Disney was making sequels direct to video for everything like video, Aladdin yeah. 2, The Lion King 2. Yeah three four five you know like all that kind of stuff and so that that one is is the this is the twice upon a christmas but yeah the once upon that might be it once upon a christmas i know that when cbc used to run like the disney block over the holidays those would be the two that would be played together you'd watch the the once upon a christmas with mickey and pluto and the chipmunks and then following that would be all of them like mickey and donald and minnie and and uncle scrooge and they would all do the whole christmas carol thing that would be the the animated sequence that they would run for for tv um I always, I really like that one. I don't, it might be a little bit scary at points for Violet. There's a lot of, when you get into the ghost of Christmas past, oh, future, Christmas future. It's uh, This kid is not afraid of anything. Well, right. I'm forgetting it's the zombie eaters kid. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Seriously. I've sat through every episode of Scooby-Doo in existence at this point. Oh, wow. She, she carries Scooby-Doo around the house. She has a Scooby oh, pillow cute. that someone gave her. She carries <laughs> him around the house. And every morning she's like, more Scooby, Daddy. More Scooby. <laughs> and so. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> she was Scooby-Doo for Halloween. Every kid in her class was a Disney princess or something like that. She showed up and she was like, screw you all, I'm Scooby. You're, you're gonna have the coolest kid in middle school her nickname is gonna be scooby <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's a cool nickname I, I would take it we asked her what do you want to do what do you want to be for halloween next year hey scooby again <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute oh man so i guess we can take a look into the future speaking of ghosts of, of christmas future and uh maybe tap in on anything we're looking forward to in the new year anything that's coming down the the pipe alistair do you have anything that you're looking forward to oh there, there's a, there's a few things right at the very beginning of the year we've got the second half of season one of quantum leap the which is the follow-on series which i'm really actually quite enjoying more than i was expecting to so i'm really looking forward to that uh we've got more star trek coming out so star trek picard season three comes out february 16th and then after that we've got strange new worlds season two which there's no release date for yet, but given the Picard ends in April, probably going to be sort of end of April or May, I would guess. And then the other big thing is Doctor Who. It will be returning uh, in 2023. And interestingly, on Disney Plus, but outside of the UK. Wow. It's staying on BBC iPlayer, but um, they did a massive deal with Disney for, for that as well. So yeah, that's going to Disney- be great. Doesn't Disney own portion of it now or something? Yeah. Like that's part of the deal. Disney owns like 25% and Disney wants to like cough up money and up production and stuff or something. Which I read something incredible. about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that that brings a lot of excitement in. On, on top of the fact that Russell T. Davis, uh, who is the man who bought Doctor Who back in 2005, he's returning to run the show along with some of his original production team. Uh, and things so there's there's just a lot which is bringing back a lot more excitement to doctor who as yep. it's not been in the best of hands uh as of late yeah i i yeah nothing against the the last doctor that's where we oh. fell off we, fi- yeah. we fell off we were like oh this is not well written and yeah it's it's, it's, it's yeah yeah typical chibnall uh yeah, yeah. 
there's a lot of, of the, that, that it, this will turn it, into a massive long it, rant. It, 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 it's funny because we've been rewatching it and there's a bunch of stuff that I forgot he was a writer for. And every time I see his name pop up as a writer of an episode, I'm like, oh, this is one more. We're going to be in for a rough, rough ride. And we always end up being like, the I'm like, yeah, I can see why I don't like it. Like it when he's the showrunner. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, interestingly as well, just whilst we're talking about Disney, uh, it's also going to be their 100th anniversary next year. Is it really? October 16th. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Because it was yeah. 1923 that they started as, I think it was the Disney Brothers Pictures Company or something like that. The Walt Disney. I don't, I see it. Yeah. There's so much information in the bio that I've been trying to read for the last couple of years. <laughs> it's like an 800 page tome. I've been to the park. They have an entire two-hour movie they can make. They make you sit through that's about the history of him and the history <laughs> of the park. And the, and I've sat through it a hundred times. I couldn't tell you anymore. They just mm. pack so much information, right? And it's it's like yeah, it's like reading an encyclopedia. Like it's not necessarily a narrative. It's just kind of like a even they give you a little bit more than bullet points. But my gosh, there was a lot that that went on. Yeah. I mean, hundred years of history. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the book. This book was mostly focusing on, on Walt specifically. But, but yeah, right. it was a, it was around okay. then because Snow White came out in thirty six. I want to say something yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. Uh. So. So yeah. The the early the early days would have been like silly symphonies and Mickey Mouse. Um, Steamboat Willie wasn't the first Steamboat Willie was something that came, came later on, but, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that would be, yeah. A hundred years. I imagine, imagine there'll be definitely a celebration in the parks. I don't know about what they might do in terms of like streaming stuff. Bob Iger actually just sent out an email, um, earlier, which is what triggered it for me. Uh, and he says that they're starting off with D23, uh, as being like this whole big platform for how they're going to start celebrating the hundredth anniversary. Huh. Uh, so we'll find out a little bit more as time goes on, but that'll nice. be in later in October. Very cool. I'm glad that Bob Iger's back at the helm there because I've oh, right. I've seen yeah. some interviews with him, and he seems to have a very clear vision about what should be going on and and how to move forward, and and it and not not ignoring the future. Like he's really looking at new technologies and and all that kind of stuff, and and seeing how Disney can can fit in. And I, for one, like I. I I wasn't necessarily concerned, but I've been pleasantly surprised by the level of enjoyment I get out of like Star Wars series on Disney Plus. Because we're not mm -hmm. because we don't have the films, but like the Star Wars series are good. The Marvel series, for the most part, also good. You know, like it's it, you don't you don't get a mediocre experience because Hawkeye was in the films, and then you go to walk watch the Hawkeye show and think, oh well, this is just a TV show. Nope, it is like a seven hour movie or an eight hour movie. They've just broken it up into episodes, and I feel yeah. like a lot of the the value is there. Not for every franchise, but for the most part, um, they they knock it out of the park. So I'm curious to to see what the strategy might be going forward, especially because. If you can attract, like, say, Hollywood talent or just actors that have enough clout and the and the the chops to really deliver an excellent job, that might be drawn to like, yeah, you know what? I'd rather do a longer form series than a two hour movie on location that takes me away from my family or whatever. Now, I mean, some of the the series are on location too, but you know, with what they can do with the soundstage that they they shoot the Mandalorian and, and other shows on it really opens up a lot of possibilities. So we'll, we'll have to see 
the elephant in the room, which I have only been sort of paying attention to, is Avatar The Way of Water. Is anybody excited to go see this? It's obviously doing very well. <laughs> Not excited at all. And I, I was bored the other night and I was thinking, I, may, I might just go to the cinema and see what's on. And then I saw that the only film that I hadn't missed the showing for because it was so late was Avatar. And when I saw the runtime, well, it's over three hours. I was just like, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I'm not going for a 10 o'clock showing for three hours of Avatar. I've, I've very much fallen out of love with James Cameron. I appreciate that all he's done. But every time he talks about movies now, I feel like he's insulting us as an audience or insulting the people that like other movies that aren't his. And then he talks about this Avatar movie like it's amazing. And I'm like, no, it seems kind of simple, dude. You didn't mean to make it three hours. I'm happy to sit in a seat for two. They're making five of these films. And I hear it's good. Like I hear, you know, and everybody, it's it's cool to hate on the original Avatar. It was Fern Gully in real action, you know? And even then, some of it, you know, most of it wasn't even real action, you know? Did you see the news report? I think it was reported today. There's an actress who was in it and they filmed their scenes so long ago, they thought the movie already came out, was in theaters and was a flop. They didn't oh, even wow. know that the movie wasn't out. I forget the actress's name. Um, she's an older lady and she has a part in it and she's like oh I filmed my roles for that four years ago I thought this <sighs> came out already I've seen a, a like obviously the, the parade of stars on the different you know talk shows the, the late night shows talking about the film and talking about the experience it's like everybody can hold their breath for a really long time apparently it's the only thing that they really talk about in these interviews um, but you know, that or or someone mentions that Matt Damon had to turn down 10% of Avatar <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. he, he wasn't finished the Bourne films. But there's all these like clips and and quips, but from people that I follow on on TikTok, like Straw Hat Goofy, who's someone that I trust as far as, you know, their two cents most of the time, um, was saying like, you know, I it's fun to hate on it, but it's good. <laughs> you know, like it's, you can yeah. make fun of it all you want. He's going to make a lot of money with this movie and it is enjoyable. I don't poo-poo anybody that enjoys it. I just know that I sat yeah. through the first one and was like, it's a movie. I don't know if I'll ever sit through this again. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll, I'll probably catch it when it's on streaming, but you know, unless it's, yeah, I, I, I don't feel compelled to see it in the cinema. Yeah, I remember rewatching the first one at home on Disney Plus, like one of the first, you know, weekends I had Disney mm. Plus, or or a month or two in, because like you've watched all the new stuff, and Disney Plus hadn't had the catalog that it does now, and so I was like, oh, Avatar's on this, very cool. I haven't seen that in the in a long time. I'll maybe I'll watch that. I know I've seen it before. And I remember watching it thinking like, oh yeah, right. I remember this tropey part. Yeah. I remember this tropey part. And yet an hour and a half later, I'm still watching it. You know, like there yeah. is, there's something very visually appealing about it. And I've, I've heard some, some criticisms of James Cameron saying like, well, yeah, you know, like the studio wanted to cut this down for length and I just wanted to do it because it looks cool. And so it, no, he's like, does it serve the story? No, but it looks really freaking cool. <laughs> cool and i imagine like some of it is is as much as you know commuting communicating something visually and trying to transport the audience there i can sort of appreciate that because one thing that i find is is lacking in a lot of new films is how quickly they are cut together and you go from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing and you just don't have a chance to like soak in where you are um mm. one of the things i really yeah. liked about top gun maverick was that they had both you had all the quick cuts when they were doing dog fights and they're doing really actiony stuff but whenever they had any kind of setup or any kind of uh, like 
mood portion, like the the portion of the flight before they started the test run or before they did the 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 you know white knuckle event, that was long. You'd have a long shot of those planes and a long conversation with actors in the cockpits talking with them over, over the radio. And that juxtaposition really, really worked well um, because I noticed it with other stuff. Um, I'm struggling to remember, you know, find examples, but like action movies these days, like it's, it's really hard to figure out what's going on. Doctor Strange 2, uh, yeah. ma- uh, Madness or whatever. It was a fine movie. It was, it was good, but it moved too fast. Like yes. you didn't even get a chance to understand what was going on. And boom, you're three steps ahead. And you're like, wait, what did I miss? I missed something here. I sat through that movie, the whole movie, and I got it. I understood what was going on. But I felt like I need to watch this a second or a third time to get everything that's going on here. It's going way too fast. Well, that brings us into the Internet Minute, which is, of course, brought to you by you, dear listener. The Citadel Cafe is 100% listener supported. If you're getting a value out of the show, please consider putting a little bit of value back in. You can become a member at patreon.com slash the Citadel Cafe. Joining at any level will get you an invite to the member-only Discord server, and that is shared with my personal Discord. And, of course, access to any Barista Cut bonus audio sessions that we record throughout the year. A big thank you to all of our patrons for supporting the Citadel Cafe throughout 2022. Could not do it without you. Really appreciate it. And a special thanks to our Bean Counter patrons, Cosmic and Smurf588. Really appreciate your support of the Holiday Roundtable. Patron count is at 27. That is steady on from the last time that we recorded. Our goal each episode is to have at least one more patron than the one before. If you would like to be patron number 28, visit patreon.com slash the Citadel Cafe. I'm going to kick us off with a kick to the nuts, actually. Uh, James Gunn and <laughs> Peter Serfan say, actually, nope, to Henry Cavill returning as Superman. I was one of many who was very excited when the um, the word was out that Henry Cavill had a cameo at the end of Black Adam. It was one of the only reasons I was considering to actually go see the film until I realized just how short the cameo was. I then caught it later on in social media. But... Uh, just, I want to say earlier this week or last week, uh, looks like maybe December 14th, Henry Cavill made a post on Instagram, not a video. It's a written, (laughs) written text, white on black. I have just had a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Serfran, and it is sad news, everyone. I will, after all, not be returning as Superman. After being told by the studio to announce my return back in October, prior to their hire, this news isn't the easiest but that's life. The changing of the guard is something that happens. I respect that. James and Peter have a universe to build. I wish them and all involved with the new universe the best of luck and the happiest of fortunes. He goes on to say a bunch of other really nice things about Superman and how it's more than just a role and it's it's what, you know, a lot of humanity should strive towards, blah, blah, blah. And it's all very well written. Uh, and I think there's a good reason he wasn't on camera. <laughs> Because I, mm. and this is pure speculation, I would imagine he was pretty upset. Uh, and yeah. I, I, I say that not knowing whether that upset would be pissed off <laughs> or sad or both at the same time. Uh, my my thing is, is I don't think he's mad at James Gunn and Peter, what's his name, over it. I think he's mad at Warner Brothers because I think those mm. decisions were made before they talked to James Gunn. My, it's my belief that Gunn already had a script for a new movie and that Warner Brothers didn't consult him before they made that announcement. It's hard to say. And I, 
I mean, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but the th the thing about it is that it just seems so DC to have Henry Cavill announce in several interviews, like it was all the internet could talk about for a week and a half was that he was back as Superman. And to have the actor go out and say it like, and be excited about it and have their hopes up and have their fans hopes up only to have to backtrack. Like it, like DC has never, the right hand has never known what the left hand was doing. And it was, it, I hope it changes because I'm a fan of the characters and while I'm not the biggest James Gunn fan, then at least he's been a part of Marvel long enough to see how it's done right. And so fingers crossed that they'll do those characters right. Apparently that's the change is before Gunn took over, they said that they were going to keep the whole Snyderverse thing. Mm. And apparently that was one of James Gunn's sit downs with them is that we really got to start all over. If you want this to work, we need to follow the Marvel situation. So the rumor is, uh, 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 what's his name is out as Aquaman. Wonder Woman isn't coming back. Uh, they're done with Black Adam. The, the rumor is that they're scrapping this, that, that this Flash movie's coming out, and then they're going to just reboot everything. Is the Flash hmm. movie coming out? They... It's, it's still coming out, yeah. They actually bumped yeah. it up by a week. Really? They've spent, well. they've, they've spent too much money on it to throw it away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think I, Dwayne Johnson did just confirm that he's yep in a very similar post. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more, it was more Dwayne. wasn't quite as eloquent, but it was still very yeah. PR and like again, this is all like as much as uh, as you, it it reads as a nice love letter to Superman from Cavill. Both Johnson's post and Cavill's post are like just very PR damage control, like we were told one thing yeah. and now something else is, is, is happening. And I'm, I'm surprised that, that the, it happened so quickly. Like it was the kind of thing, like if you're going to make this decision, I feel like they could have saved themselves a lot of, uh, a lot of guff had they just like said nothing about it for a couple of months and then make the announcement that Henry Cavill's out because to do it on the heels of the fact that he's back is just so backwards. Mm -hmm. uh, my theory is is that they needed the stock price to go up so that's why they made the announcement wow then they got the stock price what they wanted and then they could make the announcement to cancel it because the new owners in charge of of warner brothers now also own hbo and hbo max and they're pulling like newer shows that have a season or two and they're saying like yeah these these aren't worth being on our servers right now so we're gonna pull all of these exclusive shows and um, we're looking into finding the rumor is they're looking to find a free service that they can put commercials in and reinsert those same shows, but give them commercial breaks. That's what they think the marketing is, is that they want to make a service where it's free, but you have to watch commercials. Hmm. I'm like, that seems backward to me. I, I don't want anyone to bring back cable TV or free to watch with commercial. Like just, we've been there. Like I don't want to return. There's a couple of, there's a, there's a couple of cool services like Violet watches a couple shows on Tubi and it's free, but the commercial breaks are really short and she's confused by them because she's not used <laughs> to them. So they pop up and she goes, daddy, I want my show. <laughs> <laughs> we all want your show, dear. Yeah, we all do. We all do. I I get very agitated by commercials when I'm over at someone's house and they have like a golf mm -hmm. game on or a hockey game or something like that. Like I hate them. 
and and it's because i'm so used to not having them i really get irritated when there's a uh, pre-roll ads and or mid-roll ads during a twitch stream that i'm watching that's why when <laughs> i run ads on my stream i i actually take a hit and i get less ad revenue because if i if i let twitch run them whenever they wanted like on the hour uh on a clock interrupting my stream then then I could end up getting more ad revenue. But because I don't want to do that, because I don't like it as a viewing experience, I need a good five minute break once an hour anyway to get up, refresh my water, you know, uh, have a stretch, that kind of thing. And so I run the ads when I'm on an AFK bit and that's, and that works out great. Um, but that's the only time that I I'm comfortable doing it. And I find even though, even when it's a streamer, I like, and I purposely clicked, oh, they're live. I'm going to watch them click and there's an ad. And I'll just, I'll click off and I'll go do something else. I'm just like, this is dumb. Like I, I want to see this streamer, but like I'm immediately thrown off by like 90 seconds of ads that I have to sit through. And, um, that's, that's why I try to do my best to mitigate it on, on my own stream. But uh, yeah, the ad, ad stuff is, is brutal. Uh, Alistair, didn't you tell me there was a bunch of other stuff that got canceled on HBO max? Um, Westworld is done yeah that that was the big one for me was westworld's cancellation where they had five seasons planned they've done four so they had one season left just to wrap everything up and they can and it's it. been pulled from the service too yeah or it yeah. or it is the end of the year come january it won't be on hbo i i i was i was so mad about that i it has been one of my favorite hbo shows of all time and especially as i grew up with the movie and i was a huge fan of the movie as a kid then yeah, I'm 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 very sour and bitter about it. Alistair, what is your pick this week? Mine is from uh, John C. Worsley. It's uh, a music. He, he's every year he makes these kind of uh, Star Trek Christmas mashups where he basically just takes audio from the dialogue to match it up to a famous Christmas song, and. The latest one for this year is Santa When the Claws Fell, uh, which is all <laughs> kind of based on Darmok and Jalad, but instead of Tanagra, it's at Christmas. Uh, lots of really, really good fun and, and well worth the watch. I'm glad that you brought that in because uh, In Absentia sent in from the shadows. All I want for Christmas, a Star Trek mashup. YouTube, JC Worsley. Sent in by James, who regretted not being able to be here, but said, hey, since I can't be there, have this. And it's it's the same thing. It's all I want for Christmas, but it's um, Jean-Luc Picard. And it's all, you know, chopped audio together to do to do the song. My my only regret is that I I really don't like this song anymore. It has been in circulation on TikTok since like mid-November. Uh, and I like the the opening three tones and I'm just like, next, I don't care how funny it is <laughs> i just i i really am done with that song to the point where i might have even ruined it for me uh in love actually which is a, a good movie i enjoy that as as a good christmas movie yeah one thing i'll say is that that's the one that he did in 2020 and it is of all the ones that he's done uh all i want for christmas is probably his best one so far it's, it's definitely my favorite of all of them so really good suggestion from James there too. I, I have to personally thank you for these because I know what I'm going to go back upstairs and show my wife because she's a huge Star Trek fan. And oh, I'm sure she probably yes. hasn't seen these. So I'm going to be going That's back so upstairs and be like, here, I got something Star Trek to show you. Oh, Go, go, go back through. He's, he's only got, like, I think, like eight of them. There's, there's not many, but uh, just go back through the channel. Listen, he's got one about Tuvok. 
and uh, you've from Voyager. There, there's a whole bunch of them. Excellent. Last year's, excellent. Yeah, I, I know how my evening will go. <laughs> last year's one was based on the animated series as well, which is, uh, which is really cool. So I won't, because Lou is new to these, I won't spoil the surprise and all I want for Christmas. But I, no, 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 I thought no. I saw, I knew, I thought I knew where it was going. And then I was, oh, okay. <laughs> all right, yeah. we're going there. And I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I, either. I, I did, I did get a chuckle out of it. It, it was, it was very, very good. Well, that wraps up this episode and this year on the Citadel Cafe. You can get more information about the show and links to some of the things that we talked about at thecitadelcafe.com. Music for the show was composed by Kevin McLeod. You can email the show at thecitadelcafe at gmail.com or find the show by name on Twitter. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or find the show on YouTube. Word of mouth is the easiest way to support the show. Just tell friends about the Citadel Cafe and where they can go to listen to it. My name is Joel Duggan. You can find links to everything I am doing online at joelduggan.com. That includes my other podcast about Minecraft at thespawnchunks.com. There's a special episode going out on the 26th of that. That is the last show of the Spawn Chunks for the year. We will be back in the new year on the 2nd with the Spawn Chunks and the Citadel Cafe will be back shortly thereafter. I'm not sure if it's going to happen that first week, but hopefully early in January, you'll be hearing from us again. I am Joel Duggan on Twitch and on social media. Lego on Fridays, Minecraft on Saturday, Sundays, except for obviously the holiday uh, weekends that are coming up. And I could not do this show with the folks gathered around the table here tonight. Uh, a big thanks to Alistair and Stephen, Lou, Brockett, who's not here, James, who's, who's come by on occasion, uh, and Ryan, who has pitched in uh, whenever we have a cool bit of video game news to talk about. Ryan is at rmurphy on Twitter. And uh, all of the podcasts I mentioned at the top of the show, Zombies Ate My Podcast, Gamers In, Dungeons and Diapers. Lou is at Busy Zombie Lord on Twitter and is co-host on Zombies Ate My Podcast as well. Steven ESC is on Twitter and Twitch under that name. And of course, here very often on the Sizzle Cafe, Alistair at Alistair McFly and LongRangeSensors.com for a Star Trek retrospective podcast. Brock, of course, is at The Cat Volver. And James the Civilian is everywhere and nowhere. He's like the wind. You've been listening to the Citadel Cafe where we are fast, easy, and cheap. Hey, sorry I'm late. Uh, what did I miss? 